Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. What's up, Bitch Talkers? We are excited to bring you from our new reality cooking, favorite reality Mm. cooking show on HBO called The Big Brunch. One of the contestants and secretly one of our favorite contestants, we have Katie (laughs) Randazzo. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you. And thank you for saying I was one of your favorites. Uh, (laughs) Oh, easily. Yeah. I have the receipts. Yeah, we'll get get to that. But well, what I'm, you... I'm honored. Thank yeah, you. If, if you wouldn't mind, Chef, uh, start by introducing yourself to our audience. How you became uh, a chef, how you got on the show, whatever you want to share. Uh, yeah. So um, I guess. Let's go. Oh, crushed down to two minutes. <laughs> um, working in the service industry is the only job that I've I've ever had, actually. Um, I started off as making ice cream cones at Dairy Queen when I was 15, 16. And I kind of fell in love with it there. It's also one of the first places that I ever really felt safe, like I could truly be myself because we were all a merry band of misfits and no one judged you based on who you liked or what you wore. It was just if you showed up and did your job. Um, so I always I always had a lot. I don't know. I've, I've just always felt safe there. I loved your website. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Love the love the bio. Um you talk about being a recovering Pentecostal, but also oh, yeah. if you want to yeah. even go there, but you also talk about your love for Taco Bell. So, um, <laughs> listen, I love Taco Bell so much, mm. and if mm-hmm. and and if someone says they don't like Taco Bell, they're a liar. <laughs> I think that everyone has some sort of fondness for Taco Bell somewhere inside of them. Um, it's also, did you know this? It's also the healthiest fast food. They've won several awards for it. It gets more than In and Out, really. More than In it, it gets a bad rap, but they have tons of vegan and vegetarian options. You know, they don't really have a lot of fried stuff, and plus, it's just so good. <laughs> my, my, <laughs> I my agree. go-to. It's so good. Uh, my go-to is a cheesy gordita crunch. Um, often, Oftentimes on my menus, you'll see little nods to Taco Bell. I'll reinvent <laughs> some of the dishes and make it like upscale and fancy, sure. quote unquote fancy. <laughs> um, tweezers or something? Yeah. No, I don't. I, no. I don't use tweezers. I'm not a tweezer chef. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I think tweezers. I think tweezers are absurd, personally. Um, <laughs> Keep them in the bedroom where they belong. Yeah, they're for plucking your chin hairs, you know? <laughs> oh, my. Yes, agreed. Well, the Taco Supreme, nothing beats just a Taco Supreme. Give me that all no, day. I can inhale so good. five of them. Yep, yeah. agreed. It's delicious, you know? Um, it gets a bad rap. I think people should show more appreciation for it. The question is, though, because my husband was just there, have you been to the fancy Taco Bell in Pacifica on the pier? I have not, but uh, you guys know that I'm formerly from Columbus, Ohio. I now live in Los Angeles. Yep. I've been here since September. Um, for my birthday several years ago in Columbus, Ohio, there is a Taco Bell that serves booze. 
Um, Ooh, so yes. it was, it was my plan to have my birthday party there, but COVID <laughs> hit. So right. we postponed, but it is on my list of things to do. Yes. Come on, we'll meet you there. Come up to Let's San Francisco. Booze. Let's do it. I, I'm so down. I'm so down. Just take a drive up the coast. You deserve it anyways. So. I do deserve it. I deserve some time off for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To be continued, we yes. can record live from Taco Bell. I mean, I'm of. so here we for should. it. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the crunching. People will love it. People will love it. Oh, yeah. It. They Not love hearing people it. eat, uh, you know, via podcast. You know, it, it can be like an ASMR video slash oh. podcast slash like Taco Bell breakdown. Uh, Ange loves ASMR. What? I do not. Do. No, anyway. I had an ex that liked ASMR. And then she got into it. Anyways. Well, I did some ASMR things. Okay. You know, we do things for Keep it in the, the bedroom. People. Anyway, yep. moving on. Just With like the, the tweezers. tweezers. Yeah. <laughs> the ASMR and the tweezers are in, in the nightstand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> really going off the rails. Okay. Okay, Ange, go. <laughs> okay, well, why don't you tell us how you got on this show? This is the inaugural season. Yeah. It's such yeah. a big deal to get on a new show. And, I mean, Dan Levy, just tell us all of it, please. I'm, I'm so, like, first of all, like, being on that show and having the opportunity to uh, represent the queer and non-binary community mm-hmm. and then also, like, share my story. And then all the people that were on the show with me, all my castmates, like, this whole experience changed my life in ways that I can't really, you know, it would probably take me like an hour to explain, but I'm so grateful and just, it just feels like, I don't know. I'm just so grateful to have had that experience. Also, Dan Levy is amazing. Uh, Everything that you think he is, he is that. And then more, Um, (laughs) he's so supportive of all of us still. Uh, Um, Sola and Will were also both amazing. Mm, um, Ooh, Sola, Sola, yep. Babe alert. We'll get <laughs> to that, I, yeah. When you, yeah, anyway. Oh, when yeah. I said that I had a lady crush oh, on Sola. Yeah, same. I, that's when I knew I kind of was like, I really like Katie a lot. We all, <laughs> we all do. Yeah, yeah, we all have a crush on her. Yeah. Yeah, I, my my friends, I'm a bit of a flirt. And uh, my you friends think? back. Okay, that was one of my, I wrote, <laughs> you were the biggest flirt. I haven't highlighted <laughs> Okay, go ahead and finish what you're going to say, but I have some things I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. and my <laughs> friends back home were like, of course, of course, one of the first things they have you saying is how you have a crush on Sola. Like, of course, that's what happened. Um, <laughs> but actually, yeah, but um, they were like, of course, they captured you perfectly. Um, but how I got on the show, actually, is a friend of mine um, sent me the application in Facebook Messenger. And I was like, ah, I don't do reality TV. It's not really my jam. But then I looked at it and I read about it. It was more about finding people who are active in the community and giving back to their community. And then I saw who was attached to it. And I was like, ah, screw it. Like, let's uh, let's give it a shot. And uh, I submitted the application. And shortly thereafter, I got a phone call, did a phone call interview. I uh, did two phone call interviews and then I did a Zoom interview. And oddly enough, the woman that I did the Zoom interview with casted me on Cutthroat Kitchen like eight years ago. Oh. And she remembered me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then uh, from there, we did a meeting. I had to talk to the chef consultant and I had to do a two hour psych eval. Oh, and wow. then there was a cooking demo I had to do. So it was a very lengthy process. But I just kept moving along and moving along. And I was like, I think I'm going to get this. 
And then about a year ago, very close to right around this time is when I got the call that I had, I had gotten on the show. Yeah. So it was crazy. Competition TV comp- or food competition one t- shows. One time. One, one time. time. Okay. Yeah. They, they reached out to me. I didn't apply for it. Um, they reached out to me. It was when I had my Jewish deli food truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was Cutthroat Kitchen on the Food Network with Alton Brown yeah. in like 2014 or 2015. I don't recall what year it was. And I went and I was like, yeah, it's a free trip to LA. I'll get to see my sister. Uh, <laughs> and it was, and it was fun. And then after I got eliminated, I ended up at a, I ended up at a, at a porn producer's Christmas party. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Hell yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, my family's telling me to be careful in interviews because I say too much sometimes. So, uh, well, well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it, but we've, I, I think we've heard worse. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, we, yeah, yeah and we've yeah. covered like soft porn yeah, films. films. Yeah. I mean, soft for us, porn? it's totally fine. I don't think that no, was that was hardcore. It was, it was hardcore. Yeah. Anyway, but the, <laughs> why do we keep talking about look, whatever you're comfortable with, but okay. from our end, I bring you know, that out in people. I can't help it. <laughs> Taco Bell and the Big Brunch. And, and tweezers. And tweezers. And, tweezers. <laughs> and then you ended up on the Big Brunch. And I did, yeah. How did it, all of that change your life? Because now you've moved also. Yeah, uh, I live in Los Angeles now. Um, you know, I really love Columbus. I'm really happy and proud to be from there. But I had lost my restaurant in 2020 to COVID. Um and there had been some other things that had happened within my life with my family and um, and and my former business partner. And it was just really hard for me to be there. Um, and, you know, I was going through, I went through therapy and I was going through recovery and I was trying to like, you know, all my dream had been taken away from me like that, you know, and it, I started to like heavily self-medicate myself and I just like, I wasn't okay for a long time mm-hmm. and getting on that show put me into such a positive environment where I started to believe in myself again. Um, I started to develop more confidence again. I was put around these amazing people that are so supportive and push me and motivate me and believe in me. And it just really like lit the fire under my ass again. You know, for a long time when I lost my restaurant, like I didn't want any part of the service industry again at all. I was done. I had felt so betrayed by it. But I also realized that it wasn't it's it wasn't the fault of the service industry. It's like this freak thing happened that you really kind of had no control about or around. But it's still it still knocked the wind out of my sails for a long time. So having this experience um, gave me the courage to try for to uh, apply for a job that you know, a year and a half ago, I would have thought I had no business having, I got the, I got the job. Uh, I met a girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yay. I'm very happy. Um, and I decided to put the faith in myself that everyone saw in me and step outside of my comfort zone again and, and not be afraid to be afraid and do something big and new. And I don't think anything, any of that would have happened had I not done the show. 
I'm glad you brought that up, that aspect of the show, because Aaron is the one that introduced the show to me. And uh-huh. um, just the feels that you get from it, it's unlike any other cooking challenge or any other challenge at all because of the support and you know there's uh, not to give anything away but there is one moment when you get taught sort of a lesson in you know being self-deprecating and what what the effects of that and it was such a powerful moment um we're so used to seeing you know the gordon ramsay the american idol started it all with simon cowell just yelling and the screaming and you know, having worked in restaurants before, I know that kitchens are not always the most supportive places, but I just love that this show is an example of like, you can run a kitchen and, and be in the chef industry and still be feel supported and safe and, and comforted. A hundred percent. And, you know, that moment, that lesson in, in the judging room, that definitely changed my life. But also the service industry, like, I think, me as a chef, one thing that's really important to me as someone who's always felt like an outsider or someone who didn't feel like they belonged or recovering from being Pentecostal and, you know, being non-binary and trying to figure all that out, like creating that safe space for my staff and my employees is always something that's been really, really important to me. And that's how I operate my kitchens. And that's how I operate as a human being as well. And, um, having that be the vibe in the space where we were competing as well was just really beautiful. Not only with myself, but how all the other castmates were exactly the same way. They all created safe space. They all do that for their employees. They, they push people in a positive way. Um, they're supportive. They're just really good people. We like, we're, we like the vibe and the feel like that wasn't, that wasn't fake. That was real. Like we all super love each other. You got that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You didn't think this was gonna zero? be. I don't even know. <laughs> like every- How many ep- every episode, episode at some point? <laughs> you didn't think this was gonna be an emotional interview, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we knew. Yeah. <laughs> We've been crying more. I mean, yeah. even in any episode, we could just cry. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> That's just what bitch talk is these days. I cried a lot. I cried a lot too. There is a you lot. Gotta of- let it there's out. A- yeah, there is a lot of stuff they didn't show too um where i was like i got pretty raw and deep because you know when i lost my restaurant i was like really suicidal um Mm. and and, you know i just like from where i was then to where i am now is fucking crazy to me and i'm just really proud of myself i was able to share my story um to and and hope and hopefully like it helps someone i think one of the most beautiful parts of being on that show is how many people reach out to me via Instagram that have queer or trans or non-binary kids saying thank you, um, Mm. that are queer or trans themselves saying thank you for being vulnerable, thank you for being your true authentic self, Um, thank you for representing. Um, Because I'd only come out as non-binary like three months before the show publicly. So I- Crazy. Yeah. You went all in. (laughs) I, I usually do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I mentioned before that you uh, are one of my favorite contestants on the show, and there were a couple of reasons why. I love when you talk about your family and your backstories. Mm -hmm. One, you mentioned, speaking of fast food, McDonald's breakfast and the hash browns 
and the sausage muffin with egg, which is just my childhood in yeah. a nutshell. So I was like, okay, I feel seen. And then you bring up this story about uh, your dad asking you to take the extra bread and put it in your purse. That's totally what we do in my family. That's yeah. how we the butters, like take it all, right? Yeah, yeah. So you I'm curious, always... yeah, how, how does your family feel like watching you on the show, sharing all these like really precious family family uh I, moments <laughs> i mean um yeah i think that like my dad and my bonus mom came out to la to like watch the premiere with all of us uh with me because my sister lives here too i mean i like to think they're proud i know my bonus mom was like super touched that i talked about um her being one of my biggest supporters um mm -hmm. i think being a step parent which i don't like the term step parent i like the term bonus parent I, you know, I've never mm -hmm. been a step parent, but I think being a step parent can be really difficult because, you know, you put all the time and energy and effort in of a parent, but you're not the parent, you know, the paternal parent, you know what I'm, what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you can't still make a huge impact and still be present and still do all the wonderful things. And my bonus mom is one of the best people that I know, and mm -hmm. she's been so supportive of me through my queer journey. And so to be able to give her a little bit of a tribute and, and let the world know how much I appreciate her. It was really cool. She was, she teared up. She was, mm -hmm. she called me crying. She's like, God damn it, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I think they're proud. Um, yeah. I'd like to think they're proud. They've told me they're proud and it's fun. It's fun sharing your quirky family moments with people. <laughs> there was some stuff I shared too, that didn't, didn't make it. Um, didn't make it as well talking about, so my mom, uh, my mom is the, my dad and my bonus mom are not religious. My mom is the religious one. Okay. Um, and I, growing up, she like, everything was health food. It was all like whole wheat, whole grain. <laughs> like I couldn't have junk food and like all these things. And I told the story of how I couldn't trade my lunch with people because people were like, what's you know, turkey wrapped around cream cheese was like my lunch. And I had fruit leathers and like, you know, like faro salad at like, you know, nine years old. And people. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds delicious. I know. I would kind of, I no, could go for that right not, now. Yeah. No yeah. Problem. But when you're, yeah. But when you're nine, you want the Kraft mac and cheese in the box. Yes. You want the yeah, McDonald's yes. hash browns. Yes. So yes. I think, I think there's the thing that is like, for me as a chef, the things I like to do is I like to make junk food classy. I like to make junk food like a delicacy. I like to like take the trashy and make it classy, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. I, and I think that perfectly defines how I grew up too, right? Like with my mom, it was all this health food stuff. We had our own garden growing up, our own vegetables. I was in charge of helping with dinner every night, which I think was training me to be a chef before I even knew it. Mm -hmm. It was just like, okay, this is what you do. And then on the other side with my dad, you know, it was like, he's great. Don't worry. I mean, like, they just like feed us junk by any means. But like, I got Pizza Hut on the weekends. I got yeah. the Kraft macaroni mm -hmm. and cheese in the box. I got the Lucky Charms. I got the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, <laughs> you know? So I was like, there's this great, like, and I think that those two things are what have fused, fused my style into what it is now. That's a, yeah, good, so. that's a good place to come from. I think so. The balance I, I mean, of life. Yeah. Right. For you. But it sounds yeah. like, I mean, I want to eat your food at some point. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, That's I'll what we to need to get to. Yeah. How, how can we eat your food? 
Oh. <laughs> Let us know. Well, I should come to San Francisco and you should do a dinner. Oh. Are you going to do pop-ups? Is that... Or like um, at our house. Oh yeah, or yeah. apartment. That's fine. Yeah, That's totally fine. Just, I'll, I'll bring my lady friend, and we can come up, and I can cook. And um, I want to do pop ups. I just with the new job, yeah. you know, I've only been there a few months, and it's a really large undertaking. Um, uh, so I'm, my new menu comes out on the 11th. So I just haven't had time to do pop ups. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I really want to focus on understanding my staff getting to know my staff valuing and appreciating what they bring to the table um and 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 having them feel like a part of everything that's going on before i run off and just start doing pop-ups because of the show um it's it's more important to me to make that place a family and a home for everybody first and then we can get to all the fun stuff i wanted to ask you um Ange has worked in the industry. I'm currently working in the industry. Um, oh, yeah? Are, where are you, front of house or back of house? Uh, front of house. Okay. And back. And back. <laughs> I work she's, the front, she's the front and the back. Okay. That's a good place. Here we go good, again. Good places to be. Right. I mean, you're understanding the whole thing, right? I mean, yeah. Jesus <laughs> Off the rails again. Tweezers. Uh, here okay. we go. I'm focused on <laughs> but, um, in San Francisco, we're in a different bubble in LA. You're in a different bubble. But do you feel like the industry, especially with 2020 and the aftermath of 2020, and we're still like reeling from a lot of things. Do you feel like the industry is being more gentle towards queer trans non-binary folks? I, I do. That way? Okay. I, I do think that it is, you know, it's funny. People ask me this question often and like, I have had the the fortune of like never having an issue um, in any of my jobs. I've never been discriminated against. I've never been harassed. I've never I've never had that issue in the service industry. Whereas I know a lot of other people have. Um, I don't know why I didn't, but I do think the industry is getting gentler. I do think people are shifting and changing. I do think that there has been a focus put on mental health for industry workers. Um, I think that there has been a focus put on the amount of drinking and partying service industry workers like to do. Mm. Um, I think there's healing going on. I think people are being more conscious and aware of being vulnerable and talking about having a hard time. Um, I think there are support groups popping up everywhere for service industry workers. Um, the industry itself is outside of that is broken and there things need to change as far as living wages, yeah. food costs, labor costs, hours, people work, um, pe- people feeling made to come in when they're sick uh, because if they're afraid they'll get in trouble. I think that is all shifting towards the better. Um, I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done still, but I think we're moving in the right direction. Well, the big brunch is uh, proof of that direction. You know, we we used to love, it used to be hip to love watching people yell at each other and degrade each other in public. And now we want, Mm -hmm. we want to feel loved and we want to feel community and we want to feel hopeful and 
that's that's exactly what this show is and that's why y- you especially your 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 character on the show which is you um <laughs> so special too you know being that flirt being so so supportive of the people that you're competing against this is all just proof that you know we want this this is what we need right now to heal I th- yeah i you know the last two years have been really hard for everybody right so like why are we being mean to each other yeah. Like we can, we can agree to disagree and still have respect for each other. I mean, unless you're an asshole, but. Uh, <laughs> and then there's no hope. Moving on. There's a lot of assholes. Yeah. I mean, like, I like to, exactly. I mean, look at like, you know, I did, it didn't touch too much on it in the show, but the relationship between me and my mother, I think is a perfect example of this, right? Mm. She is, um, she doesn't like to be called religious. She likes to be called spiritual, but she is, you know, I grew up in the church, like our church, like spoken tongues and you were slain in the spirit. And like mm-hmm. my mom did look, my mom did liturgical dance. And, you know, it was like, it was one of those like holy roller churches. Mm-hmm. And I went to a really strict Christian school as well, which was all very confusing for me with my identity and my queerness. Um, and you know, my mom is still very, very religious and still very much involved in the church. But our relationship is so beautiful because she accepts me no matter what. Right. Like we we disagree and she doesn't necessarily always get it. Like she's having a hard time with the pronouns, but she's trying. And I think like that's the relationships that we we need is like people who can <laughs> who are on totally different ends of the spectrum, but still respect each other because they know that they're good human beings. Amen. To yeah, well, I don't verbiage from your mom's <laughs> from your mom's side. Amen yes. for that. And yeah, right on. I mean, you know, for she's, us. <laughs> listen, I don't. I'm not a religious person anymore. But if I had to be a Christian, I would be like my mom. She does a really good job of being accepting and loving and non-judgmental and just really welcoming everybody in. I feel the exact same way about my parents. I'm a yeah. recovering Catholic, but you know, oh uh, I had a I had a nun teacher that would have us speak in the t- speak in tongues in the fourth grade. You know that whole kind of thing too. But yeah, but like you know, if it makes you a good person, do as you please. You know, but yeah, leave me out of it. You know, yeah, let, let me, me do what I want to. So and just let's to just re- <laughs> let's just respect each other's difference of opinions and move on. You know. I, I remember <laughs> I remember being at church camp and everyone around me was like speaking in tongues. And I'd be like, why can't I speak in tongues? Why am I not chosen? And then like a year later, I was like, oh, yeah, because it's bullshit. <laughs> because everyone is making it up. I was because- like, everyone's making it up. It's, no, it's and bullshit. for us, you know why everyone's speaking in tongues? Because this means we don't have to go back to class. So yeah. as long as we set, sit in church and keep speaking in tongues and quotations, we don't have to go to math class. So oh, yeah, it was math. a big hustle. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Miss, Miss Claiborne. Yeah, we weren't really speaking in tongues. Anyways, hey. <laughs> not to get too far off, but thank you so much for being with us, Katie. And you're sick. And we just really appreciate yeah. your time. This has been really fun. I hope you come back on again in the future. Maybe there's oh, season yeah, two. Maybe you're, it. yeah, whatever you're uh, uh, coming up, please let us know. Well, look, I just want people to know that are listening. Katie reached out to us first. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? And she I freaked out. She texted I me like, Katie, yeah. Katie. And then she hadn't, I'm, yeah, she hadn't um, watched the show yet. And I'm like, I'm booking this. You need to start watching and you're going to love Katie. 
and this is and I binged in like two days. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. Well, I I will say you followed me on social media I did. first. I did. And then but I was like, holy shit. Me. Yeah. Well, because I was like, holy shit. I actually listened to that podcast. I was like really excited. You've listened uh, before? Before she yes. reached out? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. I called the yes. <laughs> Ash, so I Ash thinks like two people listen. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like nobody no, listens. There are numbers that prove that it's more than two people. It's like, know. yeah, no, I have listened to your. Po- I'm like, listen, I'm a very. I listen to so many podcasts, so mm. many. My my thing, my docket is huge, uh, and I have friends that live in San Francisco, and someone recommended it, and I have listened before. So, <laughs> what a whole other person listens to? <laughs> okay, I gotta go. I gotta go. I need You're a drink. Yeah, this is too much. No, but you're so sweet. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, because you you it was all really special, all of it. Well, I am a flirt. I usually always do make first contact. (laughs) I mean, here we go. Good luck, everybody. Full circle. My partner was like, I know you guys are trying to cut cut, but my partner or my late, I don't know, my date, I don't know, whatever. Um, (laughs) My my person, I don't like the term girlfriend. I don't like the term girlfriend. You're first, you're you share tweezers. Let's right. just <laughs> no, we don't. You share tweezers uh, with no. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, but um, she was like, "I'm gonna figure out what this magnetism is one day." I swear to God. And I was like, "Well, it worked on you." Right. <laughs> you are right. charming. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, when you were asking, there was a holiday episode, and you're like, "Oh, where's the mistletoe?" I was like, "Of course, of course." <laughs> Katie asked for mistletoe. I'm just like, that's why I'm like, you are the biggest flirt, you know. But it works. It works. It's it's charming though. Look, it's uh, who you are. Yeah, it just, just and it's, own it. Yeah, and it's beautiful. We love. Oh, it. thank you. I love it. I, I Look, yeah. I'm I like myself. If you, if you end up on a road trip and you want to meet at that Taco Bell, seriously, <laughs> I am awful because I still haven't been to it. I'm from here. Yeah, well, which is also embarrassing. Just, why don't we just schedule it? Like, how far is it of a drive from San Francisco to LA? Or vice versa from if LA. Six, six and a half do, hours, six if hours. If do the one, it's, yeah, about six. Oh, no, the one is too long. You got to take the five. Yeah, but then they have to cut over to Pacifica. Anyway, you know, it doesn't matter. It adds four hours to your drive. Say no, you got to do five. five. to eight hours, depending on which route you take. Okay, that's not that bad. Yeah, but you okay. also want to come up here when it's not storming. Yeah, I was going to ask, are you guys okay? Because I've been watching the storms. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, it's raining. Today it's better. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bomb, bomb cyclone and the atmospheric storm river. New Year's was, Eve was the worst, yeah. I thought, and people weren't even freaking out as badly about the New Year's yeah. Eve one. So really, okay. Wood, yeah, you know? we're fine. We're fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. But, I but think we up. should schedule. I'm here for it. I think we should schedule a taco a Taco Bell date. Look, That's I'm incredible. gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, Ew. Are we say? a date? No. Okay. It's yeah, not a double date. We're just friends. <laughs> <laughs> People have thought that we're a couple and yeah. we're like, ew, we are like, yeah. We did an interview and half the time was convincing her we weren't scissor sisters. She kept saying it. Yes. Like, no, it was a comedian no. though. So it was kind of a bit, but we're, yeah. like, we're really not. Like we're just, we're not together. Disturbing. Ever. Like, listen, like I'm a flirt and sometimes I like to take things too far, but like also sometimes you just, you just got to stop while you're ahead. Right. Like, <laughs> right. I'm like, just please. I I'm never, like, I, I never thought you guys were a thing. Thank you. So you're, thank you're you. good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank goodness. Finally. Well, look, <laughs> I. Oh, you know, we have your email. We'll, we'll figure this out. 
I'll give you my phone. I'll give you my phone. I'll give you my phone number. I the changed digits. the digits. <laughs> I changed my number before I before I moved from Ohio. So uh, not very many people have it. Oh, just us and Dan Levy. Right. And her <laughs> person. And Sola. And her date. And, her date. And my date. <laughs> and my date. Yeah. <laughs> She's the best. Ugh. Oh, uh, no, I, you're I, the best. And she's very lucky. I'm very lucky. I actually met her the last two days I was here filming. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, congrats, Katie. On, ev- on everything. Seriously. You deserve Thank it. Thank you. Thank you, you very much. Yeah. Yeah. This has been so fun. Get some rest. It's your day off. Oh, yeah. I'm going to feel better soon. Yeah. Go back to sleep. Oh, I feel like shit. But I took a COVID (laughs) test and it's negative. So we're good. It's just all the other things that are out there. Yeah. So imagine if I'm this, if I'm this charming when I'm sick, you're just in for (laughs) it when we have our Taco Bell party. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Taco Bell on the ocean. I'm going to have to mentally prepare. Tweez. We're bringing tweezers. I'm going to bring tweezers. Tweezers. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.